Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, bringing you another study from God's Word. Let me give you our mailing address. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. We've been studying on our previous studies, Satan, the God of this world, and we're looking at the mark of the beast. That's right, the mark of the Antichrist. And we're looking at uh, how the Antichrist will come on the scene in our last study. In Revelation 13, we find the number of the beast is the number of a man. That's Revelation 13, 18. Now, six is the number of man. Seven is the number of perfection or completeness or fullness. Man was made on the sixth day. It was to labor six days. The Hebrew slave was to labor only six years and be freed on the seventh year. The Jews were to cultivate the land only six years and then let it rest on the seventh. Moses had to wait six days on the mountain before God revealed himself to him, according to Exodus 24. The walls of Jericho were compassed about six days before they failed. Six days after Jesus told his disciples of his coming glory, he took them on a mountain and was transfigured before them, according to Matthew 16:28. The dimensions of the image of Nebuchadnezzar, uh, it was uh, six cubits broad, six cubits broad, 60 cubits high, and uh, according to Daniel 3, the image, that Nebuchadnezzar, the image of Nebuchadnezzar is prophetic, of the image of the Antichrist, that the false prophet will be, uh, yes, the prophet will have constructed, he'll have an Antichrist there, an image, and the number of the beast is 666, the number of man. This is man's day when we are seeking to deify man, and its symbol is six, which stops short of seven, or perfection. We're told here that the number of the beast will be, uh, will be, but not his mark. No, we don't know what his mark will be. Thank the Lord, praise his name, that I won't be here. As I told you in our last study, I won't be here. The old trailblazer won't be here. Will you? How is it with your soul? Let me just drive that truth home again this morning. Don't jump up and turn the radio off and go to some uh, other program. Listen to me, will you? I'm, I'm pleading for your soul this morning. My heart is heavy for you. I'm, I'm, as I was in our last study, I told you how weary I was. My body is weary uh, from all of the cares that comes upon me, bringing these broadcasts day in, day out, searching God's word, leaning upon the Lord. But my soul, my soul is not my friend. Oh, I won't be there. I won't be there. Could I ask you, do you know the Lord? Are you going to be ready to go with the Lord when he shouts in the air? Or have you been deceived? I brought a message not long ago about uh, being deceived. Oh, it was such a, a heart-searching message, to my, even to my own heart. Do you know Christ as your Lord and your Savior? Do you know Christ as your Redeemer? Can I just ask you those questions? Has anyone ever asked you, do you know the Lord? Do you know Christ as your substitute? Do you know anything about the substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ as one who died in your place? Do you, know how, do you know Christ as your living, personal redeemer? Did you, did you know salvation is personal, my friend? It's not blanket salvation like these folks go out in these 
great old football stadiums and have a mass meeting and call folks to come to the front and hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands come down there and some little uh, social worker or Christian worker or counselor, that so-called little cigarette-sucking, beer-drinking counselor will come down there and counsel with you. That's not salvation, my friend. No, sir. No, sir. Listen now, I wish I could just be there in your home, wherever you are, sit down by your side, sit down there across the table, drink a cup of coffee with you and ask you face to face, are you, uh, are you, do you know the Lord? Are you redeemed? Have you been washed? Can you go back to the time and the place when you were awakened to your lost condition? Did you know that no man cometh to the Lord except the Father draw him? You know how he draws him? He awakens him, shows him he's lost. And then the Holy Spirit comes along and reveals Christ to him as his Lord and Savior. Oh, my friend, have you been born again? Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? You say, well, what is that, Pastor? What is the Lamb's Book of Life? That's the book where all of God's children, God's elect, are written down. My name's written there. Oh, yes, that's right. Pendarvis. Oh, Pendarvis is written there. Is your name written there? Can you say your name there and put it in that blank? My name's. Whatever it is, I'm written, my name's written there. They're going to call that roll. You ever sing that old song, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there? One of those gracious uh, angels of the Lord will stand there with that gracious book in his hand, and he'll call the roll. He won't need, no, he won't need an amplifier. He won't need a, uh, any kind of uh, amplification. No, he'll call the roll. And then listen, will he hear your name? Will you hear your name? I'm going to hear my name. I'm going to hear him cry, Pendarvis, Pendarvis. Or he may say, oh, Trailblazer, come forward. Yes, my name's written down there. You think I'm being silly? You think I'm being facetious? No, because I know for a surety that my name is written down there in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, my friend, my friend, you tell me, some of you are, uh, married folks out there listening to me. You say, well, I don't know if I'm saved or not. You know you're married, don't you? You know one day that you married your wife or married your husband. Salvation is far greater experience, far greater knowledge, far greater uh, than, than to, marry, to be married. Listen, my friend, Christ is real to the believer, just like your wife is real to you. You know her. You know who she is. You know her uh, much about her. We know much about our Lord. We know that he was kind and tender and compassionate, yet angry with the wicked every day. We know that he saved sinners. We know that he went to the cross. I brought a message not long ago on uh, who is this man. The Bible says they asked, who is this man? Some say that he's Joseph's son, the carpenter's son. Some said that he was a son of a harlot an uh, illegitimate uh, child of some harlot. That's right. But you know, one day he was out there at the baptism of John, and old John baptized him, and when he come up out of the water, the voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. I asked my folks here, are you pleased with the Lord? Do you have any gripes about the Lord? Do you have any troubles about the Lord? Do you have any complaints about the Lord? His father said, I'm well pleased with him, and here you are, you can't trust him? 
My friend, I'm well pleased with the Lord because he saved me. I'm well pleased with how he's uh, conducting uh, these services here, how he's uh, leading me to bring the message here at Radio Mission day in, day out, week in, week out. I don't depend on myself or on my uh, oratory or finery. No, I butcher the king's English. But did you know that it goes home to hearts here, one here and one there? Like I told you about our old man here that was here many years ago, old Frenchman from down on the bayou. You, and he come here to preach. He already saved him, and he was an old fisherman, wrinkled and uh, rough, and scaled over. His old hands were like uh, like sandpaper. And he'd get here behind the pulpit, and somewhere along the line, he'd say, "It's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner?" And he'd point that old crooked finger at someone in the audience. It was just like a dagger going home to their heart. Could I ask you this morning? It's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? Have you ever been a sinner? Folks say, well, don't call me a sinner, trailblazer. Well, I don't call you a sinner. God's Word says that there's none righteous, no, not one. I wish we could get away from pride. I wish we could get away from covetousness. Well, our folks are so covetous. Did you know folks are covetous? Did you know that there'll be no covetous devil in, in heaven? That's right. If they did, if the Lord allowed you into heaven, you'd grab a pickaxe and a wheelbar and begin to pick up the go pack up the golden streets and try to run off down to somewhere and bury it. But listen, folks, God breaks all of that stuff in your heart. Are you wanting to live here where the Antichrist is going to rule over you with an iron thumb? We have so many folks now, oh, I want my rights. But did you know you don't have any rights? And when the Antichrist comes on the scene, you're going to be oppressed. You're going to be bowed down. You're going to have to have the mark in your forehead before you can buy a sack of potatoes from the hardware, from the grocery store. You won't be able to do one thing without his permission, my friend, his permission. And if you rare and buck about it, you'll be put to death. And you'll be put to death in your lost condition, bust hell wide open. Now, my friend, I, I don't know how to be any way except honest with you folks. The Lord called me to preach the gospel. He called me to bring the message, time in and time out. He, he laid the message on my heart, this trailblazer broadcast. And I bring what the Lord lays on my heart day in and day out. I don't try to sugarcoat the message. I had a letter from a friend the other day, a woman, um, a person, and uh, they said, Go on, Pastor. Go on, trailblazer. Get on it, Pastor. You, you've been on our toes a good bit here lately, but we needed it. We needed it, my friend. Did you know a child hardly ever gets a spanking except they need it? I've got a many one, but I didn't get near as many as I needed. My dad had put the razor strap on my backside, but he didn't know about a lot of things that I did. And if he had, I'd have got a lot more of them. But we need to be brought down, my friend. Did you know what the Holy Spirit does? He brings us down. He brings us off of our high horse to see that we're just sinners. There we go. The Lord shows us that we're just an old sinner. That's right. But did you know one thing? Let me cheer your heart this morning. Let me bring you good news. You know what the gospel is? It's good news. Good news, my friend. That's a root, root meaning of the word gospel. It's good news. And the good news is that though you are a sinner, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as snow. And though you are a sinner, Christ died for sinners. I don't know one person who has ever been saved that didn't see himself as a sinner and that he will acknowledge that he ought to went to hell. Now, my friend, I'm not, I'm not telling you fairy tale. This is what the, the Lord does. He opens that heart. Your heart ever been opened? To see that you need to be saved. 
You're a sinner by birth, by choice. You sin by choice. You run out into sin and, and, and wallow there and you love it. It's enjoyable. It's pleasure there. Oh, that's why folks stay there, because it's enjoyable. But it'll lead you to hell. It'll lead you to torment. It'll lead you to be here when the Antichrist comes on the scene. Oh, the Bible says that men will cry for the rocks to fall on them because of the judgment that's coming up on this world. Could I just implore you this morning? Could I just entreat you to search your heart? Ask the Lord to search it. You may be there uh, bowed down under the weight and load of sin. Did you know Christ died for sinners just like you are? Oh, yes, my friend. He, paid, he saved the old trailblazer. No greater sinner ever lived. Paul said he was the chief of sinners, but I just let him have that distinction. But I know my own heart. And if the Lord take his hand off of us, now we'd run back there in the hog pen immediately. But did you know, my friend, the Lord has kept us? We're kept by the power of God. I don't have to keep myself. I don't have to stay pumped up. I don't have to stay read up and, and all of those things because I know the Lord delivered me one day and washed me and saved me. And he, the Bible says no man can pluck me out of the Father's hand. Did you know that? Oh, my friend, this is the old trailblazer. This is Pastor Pendarvis. Would you write me? Would you help me with the broadcast? And I, I need you to help me with the finance. It costs money to bring these messages. Are they a blessing to your heart? Folks are writing in, telling me they are. But would you help me with the broadcast? Send me a dollar or five or 500. It doesn't matter. And the Lord will bless you for it. Remember, my mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. This is Pastor Alvin Pendarvis saying goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you Radio Missions is offering a flash drive containing sermons delivered by L.R. Shelton Sr., the founding pastor of the ministry. Each flash drive contains 844 sermons and over 500 hours of preaching. For more information on this historic offer, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658.